Uh, welcome to the Love Fly podcast. It's Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach. And today we're welcoming back Becky, Becky Joel now, because you've changed name. Uh, Becky, part two. Welcome back, Becky. So for those who've listened to the podcast, I know some of you go for all of them, uh, you would remember Becky came on, I think it was about March time, I don't know, March, April? Um, no, I think it was February, March time. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So we were talking about you had this upcoming honeymoon, wedding, all the rest of it. And and yeah. I would say you were quite hard on yourself about how you'd done with your fear of flying, and um, which we just we discussed at the time because I said, oh, I don't think... I think actually you've been really hard because you've done a lot of stuff already. So roll forward now, posted, you've been away. So we, we want to know how'd you get on? What made the difference? Just tell us all about it. What's the secret? Okay. So firstly, I want to thank you because if it wasn't for you and all the support of everyone from Love Fly, I genuinely wouldn't have got on the plane. I can say that hand on heart, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So firstly, thank you to all of you. So what's happened since we did the podcast? So after the podcast, I did take on board some of the comments you said about being too harsh on myself and looked at where I'd, how far I'd come. Mm. One of the things you said to me was that I think I'm worse than what I am because look at how bad I was versus how bad I am now. I am overcoming it just very slowly, but I'm not aware that I'm overcoming it. Um, So when I sat down and looked at, how much better I was I had a bit of faith in myself whereas before I guess I didn't I was due to go to the airport just for a day just to see what it was like Um, but then I got COVID and um, couldn't go so instead I downloaded the flight tracker app Mm. on my phone and looked at that every day to see how many planes were in the sky and I didn't think it would help but it definitely did because it made me see it as more of a non-event Yeah. to see how many were up in the sky. And me and my now husband <laughs> um, <laughs> figured that the flight path actually flies past our house. And we tracked a plane and looked out the window, out my, out my bedroom window, and we could see the planes coming in. So one Sunday, I just sat. On a Sunday morning, I sat at the window and watched the planes come in and I tracked it on the tracking app and watched it in the sky. And I, I think that definitely helped me. And just about having a more positive mindset. So before I couldn't look at planes at all in the sky, then I got a bit better. But then I got to the point where if I saw a plane in the sky, I'd let's just say I was driving or something I'd, I'd stop or if I was walking I'd stop and I'd actually watch the plane I'd, I'd make myself watch the plane but instead of having negative visions in my head I'd try and change it into like a positive vision so I'd think right where are they going where are they heading mm. I wonder who's in the plane are they on honeymoon are they a family going like just trying to make it a, a more positive yeah. memory in my head than before I'd, I'd look at a plane and try and see if I could see flames coming out of the back and waiting for it to fall out the sky. 
Nice. That's... Yeah. So you've sort of changed to a more, uh, I'd call a more curious yeah. and helpful mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you said as well about, and on some of the podcasts about not listening to the news or, or not like, like there's the Netflix documentary of, mm. of Bowen and I wanted so badly to watch it, but I knew it, it was not going to do me any favours. No. So I didn't watch it. And then on the news, there were things coming up about planes, the one in China that came down. And that did set me back a little bit. Mm. But then again, I listened to the other podcasts about news is drama. They, they, you never hear the positive stories. You never hear plane lands safely. No. You hear plane falls out of sky and all that stuff. So I really tried to not let any negative stories or videos or anything mm. come into my head. There was a day that uh, it was England had storms and the wind was really bad. And my one of my friends was posting in the group chat saying, well, look at these planes landing. And the wind was horrendous. And she said, oh, Becky, don't watch it. And by that point, I thought, right, I'm going to test myself because I know these these pilots are really skilled and they wouldn't be landing if it wasn't safe for them to land. And I listened. Wow. There's the a stuff. change, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> all the stuff I'd learned and I watched the videos and all I kept thinking when the videos was how safe it was, how skilled mm. the pilots were, how, and how they landed safely with no, there was no event. There was no, no, nothing bad happened. Yes. There was wind and yes, it probably wasn't comfortable on the plane, but it was safe. And if it wasn't safe, they wouldn't have done it. So I definitely have had like a shift in mentality. Yes, sounds like it's amazing. I, I think. But I I think because obviously I had the wedding as well, that kind of took over my headspace a bit. Mm. But we got married on the Monday and then we flew on the Thursday. So I did have Tuesday, Wednesday to normally that would be my panic days and I'd be a wreck but I wasn't I was all packed I was organized I'd looked at flight plans I'd also um looked at because we went to Antigua so Mm. I was looking at what was in Antigua what we were going to do in Antigua so I was I was genuinely like really looking forward to being there which I think helped as well yeah and the whole time I was almost I was almost waiting for the fear to hit me and it was like I was not looking for it, but I kept saying to my husband, I kept saying to him. I've got you saying that yet. <laughs> yeah, no, not yet. I kept saying to him, why am I not nervous yet? Mm. What, like, I don't, feel, I don't feel really nervous. And I, I genuinely think that is because I, I know it's safe. And I, from listening to all of your podcasts, there's just, there's so many extra checks that I wasn't aware of before. Yeah. And just how much it's a non-event. How many people do this all the time? It's just such a normal thing. I've just built it up in my head that it's not, it's not normal. And we, we got through security absolutely fine. I was still really calm. Because normally the second we arrive at the airport, I'm a wreck. You I were a wreck. Have, yeah. I normally have to take diazepam. And now in England, they don't give it to you for fear of flying. So I didn't take anything 
and that's the first time in over 10 years that I've flown without taking any mm. drugs <laughs> got through security that was fine I even managed to eat at the airport which again wouldn't happen I'd be too mm. nervous yeah I didn't eat a lot but I, I did eat something yeah and it only hit me when I was about to step onto the plane. I started to feel a bit nervous then. And I've never actually told the air hostesses before that I've been nervous. I've almost been too nervous to, to want to mm. talk to anyone. Yeah. But the second I got on, I said to them, like, I'm really nervous. I'm, I've got like this fear of flying. And they were like, don't worry, we'll come and check on you. And instantly seeing them made made me feel better because they were saying oh don't worry it's fine that we do this every day we'll come check on you and in my head I was like they're not going to be on this plane if they knew they're not yeah. coming back down again to see mm. their families and stuff like that and it really it really hit home how normal it it was for them so why am I gonna be so nervous if, if they were nervous then I'd be nervous but they weren't <laughs> no I think it helped that we flew premium economy. So the actual cabin was much small. Like it, they had um, curtains. So I couldn't, there wasn't like loads and loads of people. It was mm. just, I think, I don't know how many rows there were, maybe about 20 rows, 15 rows, something like that. So it was just that size of the cabin that I could see. And they were, the seats were more spaced out. It, it was just a nicer, yeah. environment than the economy where it's very claustrophobic mm. for me I, I find it quite claustrophobic because there's a lot of people and you're quite packed in like sardines so I definitely felt flying premium was was better because when I sat down I got myself all sorted and I, I felt comfortable and yeah there were less people around as well which helped <laughs> normally when I sit down I'm straight away I got the sick bag in my hand and I'm shaking and I'm everything in me is telling me to get up yes. and get off the plane and I have done that before so I wasn't like that I had I listened to uh episode 69 I think it's like one minute 40 in it's the like hypnotherapy sort of tape you're talking in it I think it's that one episode oh, the audio the audio book yeah yeah so I listened to that and because we were sat in the plane for a bit whilst everyone else was mm. coming on and and I was just listening to that and I, uh, the breathing technique I feel like has changed my life the four two six mm. like you breathe in through your nose for four you hold for two and then you breathe out for six that like calmed me down so much yeah. and I just I must have looked a bit crazy because I was just sat there with my eyes closed, listening to the tape, doing the breathing, but I was calm. Mm. I was Amazing. really trying to be in control of my body and just everything. I listened to one of your podcasts as well, where it said about if your if your body is tense, then you're giving off signals to your brain that some that is negative signals to your brain. Mm. Your brain's preparing for a fight or flight situation but if your body is calm and your breathing is calm you're not giving off these scared signals and uh, it worked <laughs> it 
it definitely worked then we got to take off take off was normally my worst because every second we get further away from the ground the more and more panicky I would get um, mm. because there's no going back exactly yes and I was fine <laughs> I was fine uh, <laughs> I was I was listening to the tape doing the breathing I had my eyes closed but then I remembered listening to the podcast about the hairs in your ears if you have your eyes closed your body doesn't know what's going on and in your brain you make it worse than what it actually is because at one point I felt like we were like right on our side so I opened my eyes and I actually looked out the window and I would never normally do that and I looked out the window and we were a bit we were a bit side on but not as bad Mm. as what in what what I'd pictured in my head yeah and then I thought it's not even bad why like why stressing and then we leveled out and I I didn't cry I couldn't believe it I didn't cry there was not a single tear and then the second we got up and um, they take the seatbelt sign off you can get wi-fi on the plane Mm. and the first thing I did was message you and be like I did it I can't believe (laughs) it because for me that was my nemesis was the takeoff Mm. that the sitting on the plane how do I not just get off the plane because that's what I was worried I was going to do yeah we loved it because we you posted in the Facebook group yeah love in the love fly Facebook group and uh a view on the flight it was just such a great image you look so happy it was just it was lovely I honestly it was it was amazing I was gobsmacked because the uh, the flight was eight hours and I didn't sleep on the way there but it was okay because we had films and I really kept any time a negative thought came into my head I quickly turned it into a positive we had a bit of turbulence but it wasn't it wasn't bad because I had a bottle of water and I was looking at the water and saying okay it feels bad but it's not bad Mm. because I put a bottle of water on my dashboard on my car and drove and the bottle of water fell off it was that bumpy in the car but because you're in the car and you're driving it doesn't feel that bad mm. but in the plane the, the bottle hardly moved but it felt worse yeah it's just, it's just it's so it's so bizarre how your brain can play so many tricks on you well it's yeah, the absent, I, absence of information isn't it so you're, yeah so by putting the bottle in front of you you know, you can rationalise it then because then you can see with your eyes. Yeah. Like my eyes, I can see this with my eyes, but my body's feeling another thing. Well, that's the thing. It's you. It's so conflicting. Mm. And especially when the fear takes over you, you're, the rational, any rational thoughts, it just goes out the window and everything seems as bad as what your anxiety is making it seem. Yes, yeah. But I really... I was quite impressed with myself, to be honest with you. No, you've done amazing. amazing. I, amazing. I just couldn't believe that I'd done it. And <laughs> when we were up in the air, the, the air hostesses, they were so good. Um, we flew with British Airways and um, he kept coming up to me and saying, they, they kept bringing me bottles of wine, which obviously helped. <laughs> <laughs> but generally they kept coming and checking on me and they'd say to me as well, right, you're going to hear a noise in a minute that's just signaling us that we're ready to do whatever they need to do Mm. so they'd almost preempt what was going to happen so then I'd know I also downloaded the checklist 
it was oh, yeah. Pete, Pete, Pete Higgins yeah. checklist. Yeah. Pete Higgins checklist. I downloaded that and um, I had that on my phone and I was going through all the sounds that I was going to hear. And these are good sounds. This is a good noise. <laughs> and I, my poor husband probably wants to divorce me already because I was sitting there saying to him, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sit there with my facts. But I was oh, saying. Oh, how annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Literally, I'm probably the most annoying person, but as long as it made it better That's for me right. and it That's made right. it better for him because he didn't have fingernail marks in his hands by the end of the flight. So he was happy and he actually slept pretty much the whole flight. And normally I wouldn't have let him sleep. I would have, I would have had, yeah, I would have had hold of his hand the whole time and he wouldn't have been allowed to sleep because mm. I, I'd need him to sit up. And I think, him. you know, it's, it's exactly, I mean, if you're going to have a fear, you might as well share it. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, it's just not to. No, and I'd have to stay awake on the plane the whole time and try and fly the plane myself in my head yeah. with fear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually managed to get up and go to the toilet as well on the plane, which was another big. I would, I would never, I would never, just never go to the toilet on the plane. I would just sit there and hold it until we landed because oh the fear God. is just yeah. crippling. I didn't lock the toilet door because I'm too claustrophobic, but the air hostess held the door for me. And they were just, they were just lovely. They didn't make me feel like an idiot. Mm. They were very understanding and they honestly definitely made such a difference. So now going forward, anytime I go on a plane, I will tell them I'm, I'm not a great flyer just because I've never done it before. Mm. And I, I wish I had now. So anyone that's listening that, is too scared to tell them do it because it really does make a difference and when we were coming into land they did come and tell me it might be a little bit of a bumpy landing but do you want to move seats so you can see us you can sit directly opposite us and you can you can watch mm. us but my husband was asleep so I said no don't don't worry I'll, I'll be okay and I could see them like moving their head to the side and just putting their thumbs up to me like through through the landing procedure and I just thought well they're not worried yeah. so yeah. it's okay mm. and that that made a huge difference and then we landed and the plane came to a stop and then I just burst out crying that's the only time I cried was when the plane had stopped because I was just so I just I was just overwhelmed with the yeah. fact that I'd yeah. actually done it and it, um, my partner he couldn't he couldn't believe it either he really thought I wouldn't have got on the plane he was ready for, to try and drag me on the plane <laughs> but I'm I am so pleased and then when I we got off the plane and got to the hotel and everything I was fine we went swimming mm. whereas mm. normally I'm written off for about two days I'm in bed I've got a headache I've been sick I'm not very well yeah because of the, the just all the stress that I put my body through and mm. then normally two days before the end of the holiday the holiday's ruined because I'm stressing yeah. about the flight home yeah and the flight home was just as good as the way there I actually slept for two hours what on the way Shut home up. I can't believe it. no I can't way believe it. <laughs> I know I couldn't believe it when I when I woke up I was like Oh my god! I've just I've just fallen asleep on a plane. 
That's like unheard of. I've been to the toilet, I've fallen yeah, asleep. No, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just, it was such a non-event. There was there was not really any turbulence because I was a bit concerned as well because the way back was a night flight. Mm. But from listening to the podcast, I know that it doesn't matter whether it's pitch black or bright out, the pilot can fly regardless of what the weather is. And we were flying over, I think it was the Atlantic Ocean. So there were no, there were no countries or anything in between England Mm. and Antigua. It was just sea. And that did really play on my mind because I thought it's the middle of the night. We're flying over the sea. What if there's an emergency? We're going to land in the sea. And normally I, I just, I wouldn't have been able to do it, but I did. And I'm still a bit in shock that I did it to be honest. Yes. So that's, I mean, that is, I mean, let's just be honest. That is phenomenal. When we think about when we are talking back in March, February, March time, I don't think you believed you'd be where you are now. No, no way. But when I listen to what you, so this is the thing. So anyone's listening to this and thinking, oh, that sounds all great, but you're not as bad as me. So Becky, had, if you listen to the first podcast that Becky talks about, you'll get a sense of how much work you've done already to get to the point to be what you would describe as terrible. And then and then in within three months, yeah. here we are. So we, yeah. I, I think there's still some work to do by sound of it, but you've you've made such significant progress. It's phenomenal, honestly. It's very, yeah. very inspiring. I think, like, because I have been trying for years to get over the fear, but it's almost been like, it's just, I'm just always going to have it. Mm. So, but I, I did get to the point where I thought, I can't spend my life like this or be eight hours in a plane like this I'd give myself a heart attack yeah it's just it's just not suitable to be like this and yeah I mean I did the fear of flying courses previously I've done other fear of flying courses and nothing's really helped me that much but I think the main thing is the knowledge it's it's helped so much Mm. just knowing what to expect when when we were taking off I was waiting for it to feel like the engine had stopped and and it did and then but I know that wasn't the engine stopping it was yes. just the noise uh, noise reduction or something that they call yeah. it um because okay. of the level the height that they are over the houses and it was completely logical to me mm. and I didn't worry about it because I knew it was coming whereas before I'd always be like oh my god the plane's the plane's we're going down we're going down and it really would just consume me but it didn't because I knew what what was yeah. coming. Yeah, and you trained yourself up. You, I mean, the checklist is very good for that as well, isn't it? Because yeah, it's literally, you yeah. tick it off as you're going along. Yeah, That's but I think it's amazing. Since February to June, every day I'd listen to a podcast. Some of the podcasts I listened to like four or five times <laughs> on my just sometimes maybe not even listening. Mm-hmm. Like it would, I would just have it in the car on my way to work and on my way yeah. home from work every yeah. single journey that I did to and from work oh five days a God, week you must be sick of my voice by now <laughs> <laughs> I think it's have like, nightmares about it <laughs> I think like subconsciously like I was I was obviously taking it in still I just wanted to do as much delicate exposure as therapy I could. yeah DET yes <laughs> 
I just wanted to do as much of that as I could and really try everything because quite honestly I was sick of feeling mm. like that is my biggest fear in life and it's horrible it is it's, it's debilitating and people who are, don't have the fear just don't understand when they say oh just have a drink you'll be fine yes it's it's not that it's everything that comes with it and you really do have to put yourself through what can only be described as sheer hell for you to get to the holiday and then most of the time it's for me anyway it was never worth it no but this time I can hand on heart say I have we had the best time of our life Antigua is beautiful and I'm so glad I didn't let the fear win <sighs> I would have missed out yeah exactly I mean, there's yeah. lots of there's lots of great messages in what you said. So, uh, a couple of things I'll shine a light on. So, the, the cumulative effect of listening to stuff. So, whether it's the podcast or something else, but something that you trust, a trusted source that you then keep repeating. That's what you did, and that was exactly it com- compounds. And that's so that was fantastic. You also had a really big thing to go towards, a really positive thing you wanted to do well, and that's helpful. But you also on, had the opposite, that you've had this, like, this thing hanging around for so long. It's had such an impact upon you, uh, your partner, your life, that that was something that, so we've got so the thing we want to get have less of and something we're moving towards. And then the daily practice that you've been doing, just all of that. And, you know, with the mindset as well, that you were open to the fact that it could be better. But you just were at the time that we last spoke, you couldn't see that you changed at all. But I'll even say, so the courses you talked about before, you they were they were the right courses and they probably helped, but they just weren't exactly at the right time. Because I always say to people, if you're gonna go on those big courses like the ones I used to run for Virgin, that if it's at the right time, if it's at that sweet spot it can make all the difference. It can be like a massive catalyst for, okay, so you'll still have some work to do afterwards, but if it comes at the point in the process, for you, it was part of the process where it might have helped a little bit, but it wasn't enough to, mm. to make the difference. So you've you've done this. You've made the effort. So you're the one that put, puts the podcast on. You're the one that does that. You know, So you've got, to take, you've got to take 99% credit for this. It's hard though, isn't it? Like to credit yourself with mm. it because I don't feel like I did anything I feel like if it wasn't for all you guys I, I wouldn't have been able to do it I mean when I went on the fear of flying course I actually felt worse after doing it because I wasn't I wasn't yeah, ready to traumatized I was I was really traumatized by it yeah. and yeah. I wasn't ready to do that but mm. I was so desperate I was just so desperate to get rid of this fear but so to anyone listening that's done a fear of flying course and it hasn't worked, don't be disheartened because no. it, that happened to me. And I, I honestly thought I'm going to get on this plane and I'm going to come off and I'm cured and I'm going everywhere. And I came off more traumatized than I was yeah. before I went on it and more scared than I ever was before. And it just wasn't the right time for me, but I do certainly feel much more positive about traveling in general definitely more open to booking another holiday once we've paid the wedding off (laughs) (laughs) but now it won't be so much I have to fly at this time with this airline Mm. I can't sit here I can't 
none of that bothers me as much. I wouldn't say I'm cured, but I would definitely say I am a much more confident slash in control of my emotions and myself more, I think. Yeah, I think that you've you've come a huge way. And I think where you would come from, so like I can't recommend enough. If you haven't listened to it, listen to Becky part one, and then you'll get a sense of where you were because yeah. made significant progress. I mean, it's yeah. phenomenal, isn't it? Absolutely. Brilliant. It is. I actually, I feel like that I mean, it, I was a different person. I was Becky MacArthur and now I'm Becky Joel. But yeah, I, Becky I, Joel doesn't have a fear of flying. I honest, honestly, that is how I feel. I feel like I was one person with this debilitating fear that made me miss out on things. And now I'm another person that doesn't enjoy flying. I wouldn't say I enjoyed the experience. but I did. Anyway. I, no, but I definitely didn't. I wasn't absolutely beside myself. I didn't forget my husband's name this time. Like there was... I, I was very in control of my body and my mind and my thoughts. And I think that's, that's such a big thing in general and like everyday life as well. Mm. What I've taken is the impact of having a positive mindset. Because I always thought I was quite positive before and I'd always try and look at the, the best. But since doing listening to the podcast... It is true. Like you really do have to have such a positive mindset. And when anything negative comes in, you need to be able to turn it into a positive because it does make a difference. Yeah. Like even just looking at planes in the sky, it it did, it has made a difference. Yeah. So I'll say people who, who struggle with what you just said, Becky, is that the first point is to catch yourself doing it. So it's just to notice Mm-hmm. Even if you can't do anything with it, just to notice it, or you just count them, you know, there's the, the how many thoughts of doom have I had today, you know, like what am I just to notice it because the automatic thoughts are called that for a reason, they're automatic, you know, we just that's our brain naturally is looking for disaster all the time to keep us alive, you know, it's a it's a keep us alive machine. And so when we see aircraft and we've decided that's a threat. Sometimes it takes pretty hard to do what you've just done. So, so your first step can be just to say, oh, there's one, there's another one, there's another doom thought. It's just even noticing is massive. So you're further on than that. This is amazing. So I think I'm interested to see what you'll do next in terms of maintaining this current thing. What, what's your plan? I'm definitely going to still, if ever I see a plane in the sky, I'm going to make a conscious effort to watch it for a bit. Definitely, I've still got the flight tracker on my phone. I will still look at that. Still, I still listen to all the podcasts every time one comes up. Avoid any negative documentaries or things mm. that my brain just doesn't need to know. Yeah. Continuing looking at holidays until I can actually afford to book a holiday again. <laughs> but definitely fill my brain with what I could achieve yes, yes. if I get on the plane. We definitely want to visit another Caribbean island, so I know that will be another long-haul flight, but I- I'm okay with it. I know that it's safe. Definitely try and fly premium economy if we can afford it mm. and just try and keep in a positive mindset and not go back to how I was before. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't want to be like, right, cured now, that's it. Don't need to do anything. I, I certainly know I need to carry on working on it. Mm-hmm. And in everyday life as well, I am claustrophobic. So 
doing all of this stuff and breathing work definitely help will help mm. me in other aspects as well yeah I mean you've been doing the work so that's the thing and for those who've kind of bit suspicious of the breathing you've got to keep doing it because it's like it's like a practicing anything you know I always say you go to the gym once and go where's the six pack you know we wouldn't do that you sort of you know you've got to put the time in it's the same with breathing work thought work and that's why I don't I don't think that the one day courses are a bad thing because I obviously did them for over 20 years but I do think they've got to be part of a process I've always said this anyway yeah and so I think doing things like you're doing the podcast that's why when I started the 30 day program it was exactly for that just to say give yourself a bit of time because what most nervous flyers do and apologies if anyone's offended with this but you'll you'll have a flight coming up on the Monday and then you go oh crap and then reach out for help and it's not that it's too late by then because you can do certain things to help yourself like the checklist and stuff but it's really it's, it's one of those things that needs a bit of time isn't it for it to yeah. bed in like you've proved <laughs> yeah yeah I would say it's, it has taken me years but I would definitely say it's, it's only been the last three months that since finding Love Fly that it's it's changed my life I really do feel like it has because it's not just with flying mm -hmm. Like the breathing has helped me. I can tell you now the morning of my wedding, I've never been so nervous and I was doing your breathing techniques and it was helping. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it just helps in like everyday life. And I do feel more like if I can do that, if I can get on the plane and I can face mm. my fear and I can do it, I can, I can do anything. Oh my God, Becky, that's, that is a, a point to end the podcast. That'd be it. <laughs> but I'm probably going to drag it on a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so any other let's just see if we can squeeze any more advice so you've got you've obviously got a plan going forward anything else that you think there's you think all oh, right someone's listening to you going what a load of rubbish i'll never be like you yeah i just think i, I know everyone thinks they have the worst fear and they've they're never going to overcome it I, I genuinely believe that i would be this scared forever i've had times where i've walked off a plane i've not I've not gone ahead with holidays. I've cancelled holidays. I still can't go in lifts. I'm very claustrophobic. I won't lock a toilet door in public. Like there's a lot of things I still have to work on, which contributed to my fear of flying. I don't. I, I don't trust people generally, so I'm a bit nervous around people, and I don't know who's on the plane and uh, what sort of people they are on the plane, all that sort of stuff. But listening to the podcast really helped me, knowing that. It's, they don't just let any random person on a plane the second you book your ticket you're already having security checks they're checking how it's been booked everything like that so there are so many procedures in place to keep you safe and I think just yeah just trying to focus on the positive and the safety aspect of it rather than the negative what can go wrong yeah. let's look at what can go right and yeah I mean oh, just pause that is brilliant keep going <laughs> <laughs> I just I I feel like such a weight has lifted off my shoulders mm. honestly I was I was close to tears February March time looking to cancel the honeymoon because I just I couldn't see how I was going to do it I just mm. couldn't even sitting in a car on the motorway was too claustrophobic for me just everything was just too much and the negative thoughts would just flood my head constantly I'd lay in bed and I wouldn't be able to sleep because I'd just have it 
rushing through my head and I'd have vivid dreams of being in plane crashes and or just just my brain was just very overactive and I've taken no medication I've taken no I've no alcohol generally this is was all just from the podcast and listening to the audiobook tape I did listen to that quite a few times at night so I did fall asleep listening to you sometimes well I'm used to that <laughs> but, but I think that helped as well like a couple of evenings if I was feeling a bit anxious or mm. was was doubting myself I'd just listen to the audiobook and it it helped I guess because I got on the plane yeah you did oh you did more than that I mean that's it's just phenomenal it's very rewarding for us all to hear your story and see the pictures if anyone else you know has done what Becky's done keep sharing those pictures there's been a lot of activity I've noticed in the last few months of people sharing their flights and stuff like that yeah it's great yeah it's so what's the word like influential is that the word or like it's just it's just so good to see mm. so many people that were all scared of flying and everyone's fear is different everyone's level of fear you always feel like you're the worst and no one's no one's worse than you but it's so good to see all these people and and there's not they're not saying oh I'm cured I'm, I'm fine now everyone still has their struggles but pushing through it mm. to get to the end goal is so worth it it really is and I'm so glad that I stuck at it and that I found you guys because I really do feel like it's changed my life doesn't get any better than that does it so, <laughs> so then final comment then so we've got so somebody might just arrived at the podcast and gone oh geez there's like over 80 odd podcasts to listen to and I haven't got enough life left to do that <laughs> uh, are there any particular that you would say listen you must listen to these ones you know you won't have to necessarily memorize the the episode numbers although I suspect you might um so <laughs> I've I wrote a list on my phone oh, um, when I was on the plane um just in case I really did have yeah. a wobble yeah I wrote down episode 44 episode 76 what happens in those can you remember I'm not 40? sure I've just written down the episode oh, right. <laughs> sorry episode 69 and I've put 23 minutes in is the aeroplane sounds so if you're because I was quite highly sensitive to the sounds so when I listened to aeroplane sounds at home I had to take I couldn't listen to it Mm. there was a time that I couldn't listen to aeroplane sounds but after keep listening to it I got better uh the one minute 40 is the audiobook the hypnotherapy thing Peter Higgins checklist the other podcasts I found helpful was was it Captain leg peter leg yeah yeah um i found that one really useful you just kind of you trust a captain a bit more (laughs) and i listened to a professor as well um, about psychology and how the brain works and he also said about a breathing technique where you hold your breath and then you try and breathe out for as long as you possibly can. Oh, yes, that was uh, um, Lucas van Gerwen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that one useful. There was another one, a lady. Uh, to be honest with you, I listened from the first podcast that's on Spotify. I listened to every single one and then went back and listened to them all again. Some of them I listened to, the one where um, I've forgotten her name, she actually trained to become a pilot because she was nervous of flying so she learned how to fly a plane and 
all of that. Some uh, of them. Is that, um, they could be flying with Erin? Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them, I was a bit like, that's that's mad. Like, how can you go from being nervous to flying a plane? I just didn't, I didn't get it, but it was really good to listen to mm. all of them, really. Mm. I, I, but they're the ones that stand out to me, I think, that were, that I found most helpful. That I use yeah. the most really yeah that's brilliant really good mm-hmm. Becky Joel I know amazing thank you so much <laughs> for coming back and sharing your story and the update it'd be so useful for people to be able to hear it and then that gives a massive hope doesn't it to think where you yeah. were yeah you know, and to play the comparison would be really interesting with it if somebody's got the time like play Becky part one Becky part two and just to hear the difference yeah and, uh, I feel like in general like I haven't listened to part one I should have really listened to it before but I honestly very good you should try it (laughs) yeah I honestly feel like that person was like I feel I feel sad for that person now because Mm. I think god you were so nervous I it it consumed me I can't Mm. even tell you it consumed me my life to now I feel so almost free in a way like I it's such a big weight that's been lifted I know you don't I don't fly much at all but it really has changed my life we're talking about family holidays next year and I'm not nervous now I'm looking at holidays that never ever happened before I would never look at a holiday because in my head I've got got to get through the flight so what's the point I don't want to know I don't want to go on holiday there's no point booking holiday if it's gonna die going there well, exactly. And you know what? Another thing as well. I never used to plan anything after a holiday because in my head I was going to die. So mm, positive, nothing, yes. And there was, yeah, there was nothing past, past. I couldn't, I couldn't see past the holiday yeah, because yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't survive the flight. That's how I genuinely felt. And after the honeymoon, like we've got, we, I, but I had other things booked and I had other things to look forward to. And that was weird for me as well, because I'd never done that before. This, this is just like a whole list of amazing things, you know, like sleeping on the plane, going to the toilet on the plane, mm. uh, you know, having things in your planner after you land. I mean, yeah, it's just stuff of dreams. I know, I know. And I know like some like some of my friends like you're you're crazy. You're just you're just so dramatic. Don't, don't be so dramatic. But. Or like honestly mm. I, I mean and I ha- I know a lot of listeners will understand as well it's not dramatic it, it genuinely is yeah. consuming it is the worst the worst feeling ever having that fear it just well, let's look at it logically right so you've decided like the brain does this this thing is dangerous everything from then onwards is logical isn't it so it's not mm not being dramatic you've just decided that this is something that's going to kill me and no matter how many times at that point people check statistics or say have a drink or it'll be all right look at me I'm not nervous and all that other crap that people come out with well-meaning but not helpful it doesn't matter your brain has decided this is a threat and the brain does that brain's really good at that isn't it like Mm. keeping us safe from threat Mm. so it's completely logical yeah, you know, the might not look it to someone looking on, but there is actually real logic to it. So once you are able to challenge that basic idea at the beginning, 
well, what am I saying to myself? What do I believe to be true? Because if people say, look, I know it's safe, but I'm just still crapping myself over it. So it's like, well, yes, at one level, you know you're safe. But the way you said it earlier on, you said, I know it's safe. There was real certainty in the way. And it's a difference, yeah. isn't it? Oh, definitely. I, I, I'm not sure if I said it in the other podcast. I know it. I knew it was safe, but I didn't believe it. Yeah, Whereas now... It. I believe it. I genuinely do believe it is the safest transport because there are car crashes all the time, every day. But you only hear of one plane crash maybe every couple of years, which is still, it's awful, but it's like statistically, it, I know it's safe. Mm. And I know it's my brain that's just over-exaggerating everything. And the only thing you can control when you're on the plane is yourself and your emotions and your thoughts and that's just what I focused on really was I couldn't control flying the plane I couldn't control the turbulence all I could control was my mindset my breathing and my general attitude to the flying and I just had to control that really and and I I did it I I, I mean I am still a bit gobsmacked that I did it to be honest <laughs> But I, I am so pleased. And to anyone listening that feels like they're never going to get over it, it's taken me over 10 years. But it's I've tried so many different things. But I would say delicate exposure therapy is the way forward. <laughs> Constant reading about things, positive fly stories, listening to podcasts, looking at planes, looking at the app, doing everything you can. I feel has helped me. Well done. Thank you, Becky Joel. That was absolutely bloody brilliant. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back and sharing your uh, the update on the inspiring story. You are a legend. Uh, well, thanks so much to you. I honestly wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it without you. And you really have changed my life. Honestly, I mean it. Thank right, you. Stop it now, it's too much. <laughs>